You planned that whole thing. Babysitting, sometimes good exercise for karate student, Julius, huh? Well, when do I learn how to break boards and stuff like that? Why break boards? What boards do to you? Welcome to the next four Karate Kid Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid four surprise minutes at a time. I'm Robin, and uh, Matt is again away on assignment, but uh, let's hope he comes crashing through a window on a zip line like he usually does. Uh, but joining me today from Mean Girls Podcast, as well as the upcoming Kung Fu Panda Minute, is Liz. Uh, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder of... <laughs> Yet another upcoming project I have in the works. Oh, don't I worry. definitely did not forget that. <laughs> Everybody's looking for it. I mean, at least, at least listeners to my show are like, you know, they want their Kung Fu Panda they're mix. Clamoring for it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're all up. They're all about Poe. Uh, I think I remember, I that's the Panda's cannot name. Cannot right? disappoint <laughs> the Karate Kidians. Yes. So you call your listeners? Karate uh, Kidians? The Karate Kidians, that could work. Just the Karate Children. <laughs> Hello, Karate <laughs> I mean, Children. Thank you for oh. listening. <laughs> you, can we, you're going to start Wednesday's episode by saying hello, Karate Children, right? <laughs> yes. Hello, dear Karate Children. Gather around as we talk about the next Karate Kid. For... We're gonna t- as I tell you, a karate tale. <laughs> yes, yes. And here I am with uh, across across the ocean, but very close by, the, the Kung Fu uh master the kung fu panda master <laughs> anyway we are here to talk about the next karate kid this is something i've been really looking forward to because long time listeners long time listeners to our podcast which has only been running maybe two years uh uh will remember that you showed up on the beach scenes for karate kid one <laughs> and started speaking uh the uh good things about uh the next karate kid a movie that i've seen like twice well at that point i probably only saw like once <laughs> So, yeah, the first question I usually do is ask our guests, what is your history with the next Karate Kid? So, please. Well, they used to play the next Karate Kid on the Disney Channel, like, all the time. So, I saw it a bunch as a kid, and I remember really liking it uh, because it's got a strong female lead, and mm. she's not perfect, and she does dumb stuff. <laughs> Uh, but she like gets to have agency and make decisions and be the one to learn and grow and have a sports movie. And right now, yeah, I mean, I, I've been trying to have a nice all female guest summer, uh, or summer. Well, it is a summer. I guess I'm recording this during, uh, season. Uh, so throughout this, uh, this week, uh, our hero, Julie-san, is threatened by multiple male entities. And I'm wondering if that was your teenage life as well, or, uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, um, but that's good. <laughs> I, again, I think I watched this when I was younger than Julie is. And so maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> Joey settle down. Your scene's not up yet. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Uh, sorry, that was uh, uh, that was Oswin, uh, Liz's dog, uh, getting a little rambunctious. I mean, everybody gets excited about this movie when we get to talking about it. So I mean, yeah, like <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's sort of like having to babysit the uh, several children. 
Mm. Yes, yes. Oh, interesting. If only you had, like, perhaps some, like, nerf weaponry to fire at your dog uh, when you need yeah. to. I mean, that's not abuse. That's it's nerf. No, it's fun. <laughs> so do you think the next Karate Kid is better than the originals? You could say the right answer or you can say the wrong answer. <laughs> I think Which it's for war. I think it's for a different group of people. It is definitely, it is very much a 90s movie. It really is. It is, yeah. It's like, it, it's just very, I think it res- would resonate with uh, millennials more than Gen Xers. I think there's a reason that, not just that the lead is uh, female, but that I, she is existing in a world that I existed in, in a way that I did not exist in the world of the original Karate Kid, which came out the year I was born. So, uh, so you weren't getting your, like, you don't want like Ralph Macchio's tongue being shoved down your throat or you don't want to like, do you know, have to learn like a, a certain dance to, uh, I mean, there's a lot of cringy stuff that happens <laughs> just even in these minutes too, but yeah, it is yeah. in a movie language that is more familiar hmm. to me. Can you imagine if this movie came out today and they were like, we're doing the next karate kid and she's a girl, <laughs> like, like I the mean, Twitter campaigns, <laughs> she would be wearing the same clothes. Right. Her costumes would basically be the same. <laughs> uh, Mr. Miyagi would not use cotton balls as earplugs. He'd have like actual foam earplugs. So those are like an easy to find thing now. Right. Um, right. That house they live in their state. What that house? Nobody, there's no, it's, a, it's a mansion. Who, who's Louisa's, affording that? There would uh, be Louisa other is people, living there by herself, apparently. There would be other people renting out rooms so that, uh, like, because nobody can afford the home of their own anymore. Ooh, you know what? I mean, I know the address of this house. I wonder if they rent an Airbnb, and would you be interested in staying there for, like, a weekend? I thought you were going to say like a week, and I was like, uh, maybe not a week, like a weekend. I mean, you where is it? Till the novelty wore. It's it's near Boston. It's in Newton. It's near Boston. Uh, this is all filmed in in, in Massachusetts. So maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, my company is opening a facility near Boston in the fall. So where else better to stay? Unless you want to stay well, in the train yard. <laughs> I mean, I would probably stay much. Like it's in Windsor, Connecticut, but yeah. you know, if I had to travel there, I could make a weekend sojourn. What if I said to you, you could have a cot at a monastery, but you couldn't say a thing <laughs> and definitely do not kill any bugs. <laughs> okay. You got to think on that. <laughs> I'm trying not to say anything. That's about as long as I can make it. Okay. Well, today. <laughs> really challenging <laughs> stay for me no, no no yeah yeah exactly it's definitely the dog would not be able to go uh well you know, i think she would probably she, be allowed to like because she doesn't make words right she's just like a dog oh right if so the if the can... insects are allowed to exist surely like right my dog is allowed to do dog stuff are there insects noisy enough to disturb a monk <laughs> These are the deep questions. Have you never met a cicada? Oh, yes. Yes, uh, that's true. But that's or like, like a cricket? Yeah. Like, like you had a cricket one in a room. cricket? Oh. Like crickets in a field, white noise soothing. One cricket in a room? Yeah. That's 
will make you Sur- go insane. Constantly surprising you. And, yes. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're, we're discussing the important questions, but we do need to get on with the four minutes we have to discuss today on this Monday. Uh, today we're talking about minutes 36 through 40 of the next Karate Kid. They begin with boys chasing Julie, and they end with boys chasing Julie. In a uh, much scarier way. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Friday with Miyagi bringing more Nerf-based ammo for three spoiled boys that he made Julie watch for mall money. Uh, and this is where I'm like, yeah, not helping, uh, Miyagi. I, you, you, I don't quite understand why you're giving them more to uh, throw at your student, but uh, it's good practice for her. It's it's this is the this is a karate lesson, right? Like yeah. Like sun is warm, grass is green, yeah. everything will be all right. Sun's everything getting, will work out. Sun's getting low, big guy. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's like you know we're trying to keep, teach her to control her anger by throwing her into a volcano. <laughs> just, yeah, just a bit much because she's not gonna like murder small children, right? So like, uh, when probably? we left when we left on on Friday, Matt's made the prediction maybe she's going to be walking out of that house alone, covered in blood. Uh, you know, who knows where this movie's going, you know? Uh, but uh, Miyagi sure is having a blast uh, at her, her torture here. <laughs> well, she, have you never had a teenage girl that you just wanted, you were just like, I, you, I can't with you anymore. <laughs> you are getting you're going to bear the full brunt of my creative parenting in this moment (laughs) yes i've gotten you a babysitting job uh Uh, well like when my niece was a teenager and lived with me and while i was raising her and broke the rules about not having anybody in her car when she was driving i might have taken over her iphone and uh made it so that she could only dial one phone number which was a person who worked from me and then when she called it, I had another person who worked for me who spoke three languages answer in different languages. <laughs> wow, that is. And she flipped out. Hmm. And it's kind of strict. <laughs> it was good fun. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes, you know, like discipline sucks. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you, you know, you have to have a little fun with it before you do the actual disciplining. <laughs> Yeah, I am a dad. I have three daughters. One is in her 20s now, so I've been through her teenage years, but I don't remember it being that uh, uh, tough, uh, but I'm not looking forward to my my younger daughters uh, becoming teenagers because it will indeed be very tough, I can tell. Um, yeah, but I do love to, I do love as a, a parent to, to tease my children because, you know, and, and in fact, uh, that sun is warm. Uh, the sun's getting low, big guy. We've been, we recently watched uh uh, Thor Ragnarok, and now I'm just constantly saying that to my kids to annoy them. They're just like, stop! <laughs> All right, big guy. All right. Like, the more you make them angry about it, the more you can say it. it yes. It's, it's, it's amazing. So they just have to calm down, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, just I just for uh, any concerned listeners out there, <laughs> my niece is doing fine. She is a functioning member of society. She still likes and speaks to me <laughs> and has requested that I uh, be the efficient at her wedding next year. So we're doing okay. There you go. She's got a full-time job. (laughs) She's like, she's doing fine. Never, never got caught driving another teenager in her car. 
uh, and got her license taken away because that is how Indiana state law works. And oh. I was just trying to protect her from that. Boy, yeah. Jeez. It wasn't uh, like a just she broke my rule. She was breaking the law. I, I mean, yeah, you, you have to do what you have to do in order to keep her out of trouble, for sure. <laughs> uh, and, you know, just setting normal boundaries didn't work. So sometimes you have to bring in small children with Nerf guns or, you know, warehouse workers with cell phones and foreign languages. <laughs> do you think Miyagi should have brought in warehouse workers with cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the kind of relationship you have with them. I don't know. Where did he meet them? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like Miyagi just randomly, like he just randomly walked across the street. It was just like, you guys look like you need some help. I have somebody for you. <laughs> I've got a teenager. We're both strangers, <laughs> but let us watch your kids. <laughs> if I, if those kids were my kids, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I don't care. You've never seen a kid before. Fine. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, the boys start uh, immediately chasing her. Uh, even when in the book, she's, she, she actually is like fighting back the anger. Uh, sorry, the novelization that the movie, uh, it, that is based on the movie. Uh, she's saying, she's like yelling, the sun is warm. The grass is green. You little creeps like over and over again. Uh, I mean, okay. But yeah, I noticed she's getting a huge amount of balls and, uh, frisbees and the, like the, the flying UFOs things. It's all nerf product placement. I think just tossed at her from off camera. Um, the boys actually do have names in the book. Uh, these these children are called Lawrence, Sean, and Wesley Westcott. So these are the Westcott boys. Oh, right? what are... very Connecticut names. Yes, yes. That is very like Connecticut, like, yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. That <laughs> would have been like in a Sweet Valley High book, or not that, I'm sorry, that was California, a babysitter's club. These are For like sure. three children that the babysitter's club would have uh, had to babysit. Also, yeah. I had one of those two-tone Nerf footballs. <laughs> <laughs> How often did you throw it at, like, random children? Wait, uh, maybe you've was, given away too much this podcast. <laughs> it was more of, like, a pool. Like, we'd throw it while we were jumping off the diving pool. Oh, diving nice. pool. Uh, oh, my diving gosh. Board? The diving board. Yeah. The pool. Mm -hmm. Yep. I can speak good. Oh, oh did I you do, do the podcasts. thing? Did you do the thing where like you're about to jump in the water and someone throws it to you while they're you in the water? It? You catch it and then you do like a little cannonball. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Or just like dive in or whatever. Yeah. That, I mean, why aren't we doing this now? Like this is, this I don't summer. honestly, why, why I think podcasting? it's because most pools don't have diving boards like that anymore. Oh, that's like true. they only have the crazy kind you have to climb up a ladder for. Yeah. Oh, or actually no, it's probably because I don't know anybody that has a back a backyard swimming pool anymore <laughs> because like, in the 90s, your you're like slightly well-off friend could have a backyard swimming pool. Now it's like, you have a pool? An <laughs> in-ground pool? Yeah, Do I was going to say, I have a pool, but it's above ground. There's no diving board. Yeah. Are and you a millionaire? Dirty. <laughs> yeah. We need a pool. We need a pool boy. Um, these boys are uh, played by Christopher and Eric Beam and Scott Powderly. Uh, I don't know who is who. Uh, which Westcott boy they are, but I did look at their IMDb's. Uh, Christopher Beam uh, played Squatty McMullet, uncredited, in an episode of Seventh Heaven. So uh, good for you, Squatty McMullet. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric Beam played himself about 14 years later in a couple of documentary shorts. Uh, that had nothing to do with uh, the next Karate Kid, but uh, hey, good job, Eric Beam. 
And uh, Scott Powderly, uh, according to IMDb, this is his only credit. This young boy did nothing with his life except this extended Nerf commercial. So good riddance, Scott <laughs> Powderly. Uh, you didn't do anything with your life, and you should feel ashamed. Scott I mean, Powderly. Like, that's that's not a... That's just, a what kind of a name? That's, <laughs> how do you get a last name like Powderly? I guarantee Scott Powderly uh, worked for the Alpha Elite. Uh, it just seems very, very white. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Julie starts fighting back, uh, and uh, she's looking at the classified ads because any job is better than this. Uh, then oh, the, is that what she's looking at? Yeah, I, I like, noticed. I was like, What's all right, the paper? not What's the super realistic that she's reading the newspaper. Yeah, but it's really just you know they think they have the drop on her, but she's hiding a rapid pump action Nerf dart gun, uh, and it, it was a trap. <laughs> and she's not a very good shot. Yeah, uh, Hillary Swank. I don't know why she hasn't been a stormtrooper yet because she missed every single <laughs> shot. Of why did they run away? She didn't hit a single one of them. Yeah, and she's out of ammo. They could just tackle her now, you know. Well, their kids are not very smart. <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, novelization, the way Julie handles this is, she realizes they just want to chase. They they want to be chased by her, and uh, so she just decides to just start collecting every single thing they throw at her. And just keep it. And then they're just out of weapons. And uh, then she just sits down on the couch and, you know, waits for them. But uh, That's the Liz Whitaker method of babysitting. <laughs> yep. Got you, throw that something at, you throw something at me? It's mine now. It's mine. It sucks to be you. It's mine now. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, what if Julie just was like, uh, just starts using karate on them? Like, that's how she got her lesson. Um, well, but she doesn't know any karate yet because she natural, doesn't even though. know how to break any boards yet. She can do the tiger position if a pizza delivery car is coming straight at her, <laughs> which is uh, exactly what you would do if your an oncoming car would jump up. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, so moving on after babysitting, uh, the West moving on. Not if it's not even here and you're already moving me uh, off. Moving on. moving on me anyway. <laughs> after babysitting the Westcott boys, uh, Julie calls out Miyagi for planning this. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just can't imagine what went into this plan. Like he'd go on a walk and he's like, he hears a commotion and he's like, well, these kids sound like real jerks. Uh, maybe I can get revenge on Julie for waking me up with all that alt rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't gotten barely any sleep. Um, and just the fact that it seems like, I mean, I don't know if there was a day that passed between when he, you know, came up with the idea when he talked to the parents or if he just went to the door and the kid parents were like, thank God somebody showed up. Oh, yes. And we're out of Please. here. Bring her right over. Yeah. Whenever, whenever. Is she free now? Yeah. We'll take it. Or maybe Miyagi wandered into an empty house and suddenly like uh, got assaulted by like, kids and was just like, the parents are hog tied in the, the closet. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, who like, knows? I know how to solve this <laughs> Yes, teenager, teenager. I have a teenager. Uh, but yeah, Julie's starting to sound very much like Daniel. This is a little bit of a callback. I think that, it, uh, to Daniel really wanting to learn, like, why, when am I going to learn how to punch? And she's wondering how to, when, when she's going to learn how to break boards and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, karate stuff, karate stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. What boards do to you? Which is funny. I don't know. The trees are cut into lumber. The damage is done. So uh, <laughs> I don't think you can hurt those. I understand Miyagi's uh, closeness with trees, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know if you remember this. Probably not because you 
you watched uh, what uh, nine minutes of Karate Kid Part Three. Uh, I, forgot, I honestly <laughs> forgot. I was thinking about it today. I was like, wait, this is the third one or the fourth one. Did they really make three of the first one? Remember when you were on in the last movie? I remember what happened in that movie. Um, but yeah, I wonder if this is, a, you know, for, for folks who are uh, familiar, uh, I wonder if this is a callback to part three where Daniel's Daniel falls to the dark side is uh, kind of coincided with destroying the wooden dummy that Terry Silver sets up for him. Like he like punches through everything. And uh, that he's he's definitely fallen to the dark side for at least a few uh, a couple scenes. Um, maybe Miyagi's like, oh man, if I have this girl destroy wood, then maybe she'll go she'll go evil too. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, but uh, yeah, Miyagi seems to kind of fo- be focused on getting Julie to to control her anger. And you know, maybe after their first meeting, Miyagi said to Louisa, like, oh, I got this. I've I've done this before, but. There is an alternate version of of this because maybe you remember the first Karate Kid where uh, Miyagi showed Daniel, listen, you know, like all this waxing and sanding and all that. That's all to teach your muscles some memory that, you know, I got to throw a punch at you. You can wax on and, and block ah. the punch. Yeah. So there's actually the the I don't know if the, the writer, the screenwriter for this movie, Mark Lee, a different guy than the first three. Uh, I wonder if this was in his original script because this is in the novelization. It goes, so he, she's asking about it. And all of a sudden he says, Mr. Miyagi raised his hand and slowly moved it toward her. Defend yourself. Here come Nerf ball. She put her hand up as if she were catching it. He swung his other hand at her at shoulder level and swung it toward her. Now flying saucer defend. Julie swatted at his hand just the way she had at the flying saucers. Then Mr. Miyagi punched her slowly with a punch that came downward, aimed at her legs. She blocked the punch. He did the same moves faster. Julie blocked the attacks faster. Then they did it again, faster still. Nerf ball, saucer, bat, he called out each time. By then, Julie understood. She hadn't just been babysitting. She had been learning karate. Oh, okay. Should they have kept this primo scene in this movie? (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, maybe, no. I think it's fine without it. I just completely unrealistic. <laughs> I understand yeah. this is still a fantasy world. I mean, those but... kids would have had to be very, like, very effective nerf sort of uh, nerf snipers. <laughs> nerf snipers. Did we find an episode? And title? I just don't feel like I just don't feel like they had that level of accuracy that would have been required for this to be actual karate training for her. What if the boys have been working for Miyagi the entire time? Like these are like boys that come go town to town in case a, a teenage needs, teenager needs some sort of babysitting. They're just lesson. like a, a traveling troop of teenager I mean, trainers. This makes as much sense to me as goat yoga. You know, I, I I completely believe in this. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. You just gave me a look. You've done the goat I yoga. <laughs> it's just yoga with goats nearby. But they like put the goats on your back. No, they don't put them on your back. It's just like, if you're lucky, the goat will decide that it likes you. And it'll jump on your back. Again, I don't think, but I don't why? Feel like that happens very often. Because goats Reynolds are cute. Gift, but why? Goats are cute. And like any, there's so many yoga classes around. You have to differentiate yourself somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, like, how do you charge, you know, a premium for your yoga class? How do you set yourself apart? I don't know. Good tunes. <laughs> how do you, how do you make, how, like, it's also a way to make 
yoga novices, you know, more comfortable coming to do yoga. It's, it's a, it feels there are wild like, animals here. <laughs> yeah. They'll be worse at it than you are. <laughs> That's true. Look at this stupid goat. You're doing great. Look at you compared to this dumb goat. <laughs> this goat cannot do warrior pose. Look at you doing warrior pose. You have got this. I just think if you build a goat studio, uh, goat studio, a yoga studio full of like kittens or something, you know, maybe that'd be like. Well, relaxing. I've done yoga at a brewery where you could bring dogs. Okay. Okay. And, and there's beer involved, right? Yeah. Is that after or during? After usually. Well, okay. I, you can choose. Uh, I always choose after because I've done yoga at multiple breweries. Some of it, one place it was outside and there were no dogs and you got like a fruit, like your yoga class included a beer. Hmm. And then I don't remember at the end. What I, I think I'd suffer through any yoga class if there was a beer at the end, <laughs> especially like at a nice brewery or something. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It was nice that the one that did it inside because, you know, like air conditioning and stuff. Uh, and yeah. it's like, have you ever, if you've ever tried to do yoga on the grass where it's not like an even surface, well, it's not nah. great. No, nah, nah. it's not great. And, and the there's bees yoga, and things. You gotta, you gotta bring your mat anyway. Right. So I don't love it. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we solved that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. We're it's uh, moving on. It's now nighttime again. And, uh, the opening chords of a song blare through the house and we see Miyagi's eyes open. He's. He's not surprised by it this time. He's kind of like, ugh, this again. And so he puts cotton balls in his ears. Um, but we see that Julie is using this as a distraction to sneak out. Um, Can I make a, make a suggestion for Mr. Miyagi here in this moment? Yes. yes. Maybe start your sleep routine by inserting the cotton balls <laughs> so you don't wake up when she starts the music. Yeah. I'm just, just saying that right you are rudely awakened. Right. You're already prepared and you can sleep through it all. I did a little research. Ordinary cotton balls stuffed into your ears uh, are very poor at protecting you from noise. It, they reduce noise by just seven decibels. Uh, and that is just not enough. You might want to use some like headphones or, uh, you know, the, like you said before, the foam. Earplugs. Yeah, the foam earplugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, the song. Do you know this band? Eve's Plum? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I do believe there was a single by them that I really liked. Oh, really? I, I have heard of that band. This is called I Want It All. Um, and uh, the band's name, do you know where the band's name comes from? <laughs> I mean, is it from Adam and Eve? Nope. Then no. Uh, the actress that played Jan Brady on the original Brady Bunch is named Eve Plum. Eve Plum? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Eve's Plum. They were an alt-rock band during the 90s before they broke up, and the lead singer actually became better known as a different name as a solo act. Do you have any idea? Nope. Uh, she called herself uh, – her, her name – her real name was like, like Colleen Fitzpatrick or something like that. She became known better known as Vitamin C. Oh, really? And, of course, you know her big song, right? Uh, graduation, Friends Forever. Friends Forever. Absolutely. Yep. So I was listening and I was like, did I hear this band on something? Like I, I convinced myself that I'd heard her before, heard Eve's Plum like on a Buffy soundtrack or something like that. Something I'd be listening to in the 90s. Oh, you probably have. Yeah. But I couldn't find it in any Buffy soundtrack. So it must have been something else or maybe just this movie. I have no idea. But yeah. I think they had like one radio single. Mm. Yeah. So maybe you just randomly like heard it on the radio. I yeah. don't know. 
Maybe. I listen. I don't know your life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And graduation came out long after I graduated. So, it, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Julie, this is really weird because usually you want to be sneaking out of the house as quietly as possible. It's very strange to use the distraction of loud music in order to like, she's betting that Mr. Miyagi won't get up and be like, can you please, please turn it down <laughs> instead of yeah, like, no, she's like got him worn down. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, no, she's got him right where she wants him. I wonder if there was a, like an establishing scene they cut where she like brings cotton balls to him and be like, Hey, you know, this, if, if I, I feel bad, I'm blasting my music at night. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to settle down without a little rock. And you go to bed at eight because you're like 70. Super uh, old. <laughs> you're super old. Also, Miyagi doesn't care at all about Louise's electric bill. Like when we see uh, Julie sneak out, all the lights in the house are on. <laughs> like all the, all the downstairs. Like, like you could see like maybe where Miyagi's room, the door, the, the light is off. But uh, every other light is on in that house, including all the outside lights. I mean, but, uh, whatever. Yeah. If you can afford that house, you can afford that electric bill. I'll <laughs> yes. say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, of course, Julie's sneaking off to feed Angel. Uh, but what she doesn't know is that the alphas have zero life uh, once school is out. They got nothing to do except for just kind of hang out at the school. Maybe they live at the school. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe oh, maybe they- they're like teachers. They live at the school. That's what <laughs> yeah, yeah. teachers do, right? They live at the school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ned's Ned here uh, says. Uh, Oh, Julie Pierce. Cop said it was a girl. I knew it, you know? And, uh, what a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I bet they were hoping it was a minority, but, uh, you know, <laughs> girl, like, oh, good fuck. enough. She's white. <laughs> I mean, well, she, fine. She's I a guess. girl. All right. Yeah. Girl still, it's pretty sucky. <laughs> fine. Uh, Julie sneaks in her normal way, except she doesn't use her sonic screwdriver this time. She might, might've planned ahead and left the window unlocked, but, uh, yeah, uh, this is a bit like a horror movie. Uh, uh, it's freaking terrifying. I don't like any of this. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. It's deeply upsetting that they like that he just like turns on a light and he's like, "What up?" Yeah. Well, I'm, no. For what? Like, for for a moment there, I thought like they all had flashlights and they were pointing it up at their faces and like a campfire tales scene or something. But really Julie has the flashlight. So it's her reaction. She puts the flashlight on Ned's face and he's, and he's, uh, it's like, Julie, what's going on? <laughs> Looking for I'm an education. A giant creeper. Yeah. And we have, uh, you know, Gabe and Morgan. Yes. I learned their names. And, uh, Charlie, Charlie, of course, is Walton Goggins. Uh, and, uh, he's the one that gets a slap in the face. Uh, from uh, Julie before Ned gets shoved and Julie runs for her life. Um, and might I say, Ned seems pretty excited to chase Julie. And uh, it's not just yeah, probably for the is, love of catching uh, an intruder. <laughs> this, this is just like, there's a lot of really uncomfortable uh, activity happening here. I, like yeah. this is a, like, I'm, it's deep. I'm deeply unsettled by the, like, these four dudes waiting in the hallway to mm-hmm. just like attack this girl. The co- they're like cops said it was a girl. Yeah. So definitely four of us should stand here in the dark waiting <laughs> for her because that couldn't be misconstrued in any way at all. No. And like, how do they know what night she comes or does she come like every night? I think she says she goes like every other night. Um, but yeah, again, it's, I, you know, we've said this again on the 
podcast before like why do you need to keep the hawk at the school like i know it's got like a there's a pigeon coop but maybe you can get a cage or maybe there's a different place you can keep the hawk she hasn't done enough babysitting jobs yet that's true (laughs) but she's a really she's really good at falconry (laughs) i mean she's just a natural the bird knows that julie's son is a friend (laughs) right right uh birds know these things uh, and then so yeah ned uh ned is uh chase they gets her on her own uh they're in the cafeteria ned's stalking around trying to lure her out with like false promises like let's try to be friends julie and then like seconds after he says that he like throws a chair across the room so flipping creeper like okay part of why i think this movie is good is it does teach young girls about the manipulative tactics of uh, bad dudes. Right. Like there will be bad dudes and they will say nice things to you. And then they will throw a chair and then they will tell you it's your fault. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. Learn karate. Right. And he goes on to saying like, we can work out our differences and Hey, I don't really like McGowan. I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. And that's, that's kind of where the, the segment ends. But yeah, Ned seems to be kind of, fixated here on the fact that eric was once assigned to walk julie to class <laughs> now it's like he's formulated some sort of i mean unless he's been spying like she only hung out with him one other time um he's formulated like this huge jealousy in his head about eric mcgowan um i mean yeah like but that's how people that's how like manipulative creepers are is that they'll like spin a tail out of nothing right well, yeah, he's saying like there's no way out, and um, uh, and I, I, I actually, um, Liz, I hope I didn't scare you today, but there is no way out. You actually have to come back on uh, Wednesday for four more Karate Kid minutes. You think you could do that? <laughs> what if are I throw this take, chair? <laughs> are they going to take place in a high school cafeteria? Because a <laughs> new, thank you. Well, I don't know. During the day when lunch is being served, that's pretty comfy. Not during the night when like all the chairs are up on the tables and there's no one around. Have you ever been to a high school cafeteria? <laughs> Comfy is not like. Oh come on! So it's just those lunch trays alone. I just want. I just want to sit down for school lunch just once, one more time. Give me, give me the, give me the sloppy joes. <laughs> mm, I <laughs> think I'm good. Beef on bun. <laughs> what, beef on, beef on uh, bun. Turkey Manhattan. Uh, okay, sure. Whatever Veggie that surprise. means. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm still not sure what makes it Manhattan, but okay. That you put the mashed potatoes and gravy on the turkey? Is that what makes it Manhattan? Is that what they do in Manhattan? That doesn't seem very Manhattan to me. Well, everybody knows that turkey and gravy is a, is usually can be used as a man's hat. So, like, if you were <laughs> wearing like, something with a man's hat, that you are technically Manhattan. Like, Manhattan. Hat-ing? No, yeah, no, I, I, no, um, I get the pun, like, the wordplay you're doing. I just, I get wait, that. let me just start over again. <laughs> All right. Um, so. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I it's, is this where I you say it. moving on? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, moving on. Let moving us know. On. Let everybody know where they can find you on the interwebs before we wrap up. <laughs> they can't. They really, honestly, Aww. like, they're going to have to wait for me in a dark hallway. And honestly, please don't do that because <laughs> I will freak out on you. And it <laughs> will go poorly for someone. I don't know who. Maybe me. Maybe you. Maybe everyone. <laughs> Uh, but I am a white lady, so you will end up on the news in a not good way. <laughs> right. You won't be, be able to see anymore either. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you. <laughs> wow, super Just, cool marketing well. for myself. Good brand, Liz. Good brand. Don't find me. I don't know. <laughs> In fact, quit listening to this right now. Yes, just turn the podcast off. It, it is pretty much over. Like, you're looking at the seconds countdown. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you need... Move, come on, move on to, like, other things. Star Wars Minute probably has a podcast out. You can go back through Minute Impossible's back catalog. Whatever. I mean, I'm on both of those. You can find... Yeah, I guess yeah. if you want to really want to find me, you can find me there, I guess. There or something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's see how really prepared Liz is for this, for this uh, conversation when I say, and... Until next time. Why break boards? What boards do to you?